Welcome to Movie Maker. I'm Tim Malloy, and today I want to talk to you about New Mexico. Why New Mexico? Because New Mexico cleaned up on our brand new list of the best places to live and work as a movie maker, which you can check out in its entirety at moviemaker.com or in the latest issue of Movie Maker Magazine, which features Regina King on the cover in, you guessed it, Santa Fe, New Mexico, where she was shooting the upcoming Netflix Western, The Harder They Fall. Santa Fe was number two on our list of the best small cities and towns for movie makers, and Albuquerque was number one in the big city category for the third consecutive year. Wow. New York City and Los Angeles will always be in a Hall of Fame. Their importance to film is immeasurable. But we know, especially this year, that people are realizing how much work they can do over Zoom, so they're seriously considering a move. We wanted to hear New Mexico's pitch for why it should be your new home. So at the end of 2020, before this list came out, we talked to Alicia J. Keys, Cabinet Secretary of New Mexico's Economic Development Department, about why New Mexico is such a draw. She herself moved back to New Mexico after working for Disney in Los Angeles. She was previously director of the Albuquerque Film, Television, and Media Office under Mayor Tim Keller and was crucial in helping to bring Netflix to Albuquerque. The company pledged a billion dollars in 2018 and pledged another billion this past fall. It's also expanding ABQ Studios, the new home of Stranger Things, among other projects. New Mexico hopes you'll follow the lead of Alexis Barron and Alejandro Rodriguez, a young Michigan couple who moved to New Mexico after Googling good places for filmmakers and found one of our annual lists. We couldn't be more honored. And so, congratulations to Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham, Amber Dotson, Director of the New Mexico Film Office, Karen Criswell in the Albuquerque Film Office, and Jennifer Labar Tapia in the Santa Fe Film Office. And huge thanks to Jennifer Esquivel in the New Mexico Film Office for setting up this talk with Cabinet Secretary Alicia Keys. Well, first, I want to welcome you to Movie Maker Interviews, Secretary Keys, and let's get the two things you're probably super sick of talking about out of the way. Okay. You share a name with another Alicia Keys. <laughs> She's the New York Empire State Alicia Keys. You are the New Mexico Land of Enchantment Alicia Keys. Right. Yes. But, um, you know, I don't mind sharing my name because she's so super talented. The other thing I'm sure you're tired of hearing about, even though it's done a lot for New Mexico, is Breaking Bad, um, which I, I probably have a very simple-minded narrative of how New Mexico became such an incredible force in filmmaking. Everyone in Hollywood, while I was living there and while you were living there, was watching Breaking Bad at the same time. And I assume a lot of location scouts saw these beautiful locations, saw the tax incentives, and said, maybe we'll take our Tom Hanks movie there mm -hmm. uh, to look mm -hmm. at the new movie, News of the World, for example. Is that wildly oversimplified? <laughs> I think that Breaking Bad was a seminal project for New Mexico. And it definitely put us on the map. Um, so, uh, but there was a lot of other stuff that was also going on. And I think that people who are in the industry, in the know, who track the incentives, who track crew size and where they should go, uh, knew about us. Um, but definitely Breaking Bad was a big deal for us. Yeah. So two things that have happened recently are NBC Universal opening up a huge production hub there. And before that, Netflix in 2018 opening a huge production hub, um, pledging $1 billion in spending. Just a few days ago, they pledged another billion dollars in spending. 
that's absolutely massive. How was New Mexico able to lure those powerhouses? Well, it was interesting because the first deal that we did, um, they were looking for a studio. And I happened to know that by speaking with the head of production over there, physical production. And so, cause he had had some time in Albuquerque and I said, I just called him up and said, hey, why don't you look at buying Albuquerque Studios? And he said, that's a great idea. I need this, this and that. And um, I said, okay, like I was new to that job. I'm like, let me see what I can do. And um, one of the things took care of itself which was just a personnel issue. And then he, they needed city and state support and uh, we were able to put that together. So, um, and that deal happened really quickly. It was like four months. And then, you know, they started production here. They moved into Albuquerque Studios. We started working with them. We established what's called um, the New Mexico Partners, Film Partners. And um, it's for companies that are committed to being here for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And so that's when NBC Universal um, came into the picture and said, we want to be a partner. As a, and, you know, and Netflix obviously became a partner. Um, and we carved those partners out of the cap. Mm-hmm. And we also increased the cap from $50 million to what is in essence a float. Um, you know, we've got a million it's a $110 million soft cap, which then goes into another $100 million cap. So in essence, $210 million per year um, from the legislature. But we carved the partners out so they don't have to worry about um, any kind of competition with regards to that money. And the cap means a cap on the amount they can be taxed? It means? It's the cap on the amount of uh, production spend. Um, or incentive that goes out from the from the legislature from the state every year. So what, before, when we had Susanna Martinez as our governor, she had put a cap on of fifty million dollars only, and it really like halted production because studios were so terrified that they were going to get here and then not get their rebate until the next year or the year after that. So um, when Michelle Lujan Grisham came in, who is our governor now. Um, one of her priorities was how do we either remove the cap or lift the cap so that we're not stopping productions from coming here. Yeah, uh, full disclosure, I used to live in Arizona, which it seems to me like Arizona could do everything New Mexico is doing, but I think it's such a, or historically has been such a conservative state, there probably isn't the willingness to make those concessions to to filmmakers. Um, Exactly you have a lot of the same advantages. I mean, you have incredible natural beauty. You have more than 300 days a year of sunlight. Yeah. It's just, it's looking at your resources and figuring out how to use them, which I think New Mexico has done in an incredible way. Well, it's also for us, it's about diversifying our economy because so much of it is dependent on oil and gas and federal government. So um, the governor looked and said, what are my nine sectors that pay well? that are good for New Mexicans that we have training here for and film and television was one of them. So we're really, we're highly focused on it. So you were in a great position to get the Netflix deal going because you are a native New Mexican who also was living in Los Angeles for quite a while working for Disney. If someone is in Los Angeles now or in New York and they're thinking about a move somewhere, what is the case for New Mexico? 
I, I've been there personally. It's, I mean, I've been to Albuquerque. It's a beautiful town. It has really good food. It has a really cool downtown. Um, but I don't know the state that well at all. Can you, yeah. can you say as someone who has actually moved from LA to New Mexico, I guess Albuquerque specifically? Well, I live in Albuquerque and my office is in Santa Fe also. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah. I would say, you know, for me, it's quality of life. It's, um, it's the people are fantastic. It's, I love the outdoors. I don't like being in traffic. I like being around people who, you know, welcome you and we're all very connected here. It's a community that is very tight and it's just, it's hard to explain. I oftentimes say that you either get the joke or you don't. <laughs> and um, some people just don't fit here, but um, you know, it's affordable. You can buy a house here. And uh, you know, once, once people get here, it's just, it's hard to leave because it's so beautiful. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think everybody should move from LA and New York. Um, and also now we've got, you know, we've got Netflix here. And the interesting thing about that was Netflix was just really happy here. I get a phone call from Rajiv Dalal, who we did the deal with first. And he's like, Ted Sarandos wants to double down. Let's get the governor on the phone with him and really talk about their vision. And so they talked about just how to open back up film and television in relationship to COVID and the pandemic. But then they really talked about like what he wanted to do here. And it's just a good fit. Obviously for a company like Netflix, there are a lot of advantages to New Mexico, but I'm thinking about just somebody who's, you know, a key grip, um, Mm -hmm. who's a gaffer, who's thinking of moving there and worried about getting enough crew jobs. It seems like New Mexico has done some really unique things there. One of them, and the reason I'm looking at my phone is I want to get the name of it right. The Film Crew Advancement Program, which provides 50% wage reimbursement for 1,040 hours of on-the-job training for New Mexico residents. Mm -hmm. Can you explain that? I mean, that sounds amazing. It sounds like the state is going to pay roughly half the salary. That's exactly what we do. So it was implemented in 2004, and it's an incentive program um, for participating production companies to provide on-the-job training opportunities to New Mexico residents um, working primarily in below-the-line positions. Um, It's part of the economic development uh, job training incentive program, which is also super successful here. But it's classroom and it's on-the-job training, and it's helped immensely. In addition to when we did the deals with NBCU and with Netflix, there's also training funds in there. So um, we just announced this week that we're going to do some intimacy coordinator training. Um, Yeah. And then what's the, what's the training right after that? Like horse wrangling. I mean, we, we have a great idea of what we need and who we have to bring in. And so um, the job of the film office is to grow with this industry and to make sure that we can accommodate everybody that wants to come here. What's on the wish list for your office? We want a third partner. Mm-hmm. We feel like we can accommodate that. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to focus on training New Mexicans so that they can work their way up the skills ladder. We want to uh, increase the amount of above the line talent from New Mexico that's involved in film and television. Yeah. I would say those are our three priorities right now. Yeah. 
And are you, <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in Boston right now, which is a city that is not known for being hospitable to outsiders. It is, but it has a reputation for not being. Is New Mexico welcoming to people from LA or is it like when I lived in Los Angeles, when I lived in Arizona, if you had a California license plate, people would honk at you um, and tell you to go away. <laughs> We're very, uh, like I said, one of the best things about living in New Mexico is the people. And I feel like we're very forgiving. Um, and like recently we had a professional USL soccer team start and it's called United. You go to the games, it's 14,000 people wow. screaming and letting off smoke bombs. We're just a very kind of celebratory culture. Mm -hmm. um, we're really family oriented. Um, and, um, you know, we've got a lot of space here. And so it's not like everyone's like jostling for space. And so I think that also helps. Like, you know, we're, we're just a welcoming culture. We're, um, we have a uh, Latinx, Hispanic, uh, Native American, you know, um, history. And yeah. those cultures are very welcoming and they're very family oriented. So what do you need from your legislature or what does any state need from their legislature in order to do what you've done? Yeah, we've spent a lot of time educating them on the impact of film. So it's outside money coming to the state that wouldn't be circulating here otherwise. And we estimate that 40% of each production's budget is going to small local vendors in New Mexico. So it is a continual education process of, you know, how much the industry pays, how these people can make a living, um, because it pays roughly 20, if you are an electrician uh, outside of the film industry, you're probably making 20% less than if you're in the film industry. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's just, it's just a constant education um, of not only the legislature, but, uh, the people of New Mexico, because yeah. they are paying incentives. And, you know, for every dollar that's brought in, 25% goes back out roughly. So, um, you know, in, and that is, the burden is on us at the film office to do that. And, you know, we talked, we talked to the legislature all the time. The public is very supportive. We have very few problems with people feeling they've been overfilmed or they have trucks in their street. Like, we love, New Mexico loves the fact that the industry is here. So um, you see people just go above and beyond. Yeah. Yeah, I know even California has this problem where they have to convince legislators, sometimes in very conservative or rural areas, that they will get a piece of the pie if they vote for incentives. And it's a challenge everywhere, but it sounds like you've yeah. done a really nice job of convincing Well, them. last year when we did SB2, which was the piece of legislation that formed the partners. We also did a 5% rural bump, yeah. um, which kind of offset some of the cost of having the crew from Santa Fe and Albuquerque travel outside. Um, but we really feel like the next city to hit is going to be um, Las Cruces, which is down in the south. They have a really fantastic school there that teaches film and television called CMI. Um, so we really want to build a crew base down there too, and then potentially up in Farmington, which is in the north. Um, but we do have that 5% rural uplift. And I honestly like fought the legislator who proposed it. And I was like, ah, it's never going to work. <laughs> and it's, it is working. 
it's not necessarily for the bigger studio films, but like those mid-range, smaller budget films are definitely looking to save whatever penny they can. And so they're looking in the rural areas. And we've also put together a film liaison program um, where we have liaisons in each of those little cities so that when a crew hits the ground, they know where they can go out to dinner. They know where they can go, what hotel, they know where the lumber yard is. You know, it just makes it easier for them to be out there. Yeah. You mentioned being able to commute, commute also between Albuquerque and Santa Fe, which I didn't honestly realize until pretty recently that those are basically a corridor of filmmaking now. Yeah, well, and it's only like a 45 to an hour commute and you're clocking 80 the whole time. Well, <laughs> uh, you're clocking the speed limit. You're not stuck in traffic. So, we, you know, us going back and forth between Albuquerque and Santa Fe is like, you know, Los Angelinos going from downtown to Burbank. Well, yeah. probably better because you can sit on that 101 for two hours. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you say Las Cruces and Farmington are kind of where it's up and coming. Yeah, we really see a lot of energy and effort from those communities to get film and television there. And it's converting old warehouses into stages. It's putting up city financing so that we can attract, you know, our next studio partner to one of those locations. I know we're a little low on time and there's probably a lot of things you wanted to talk about that I didn't ask about. So is there anything I should have asked? Um, I think one of the interesting things coming out of the recent Netflix deal is that they um, are going to be doing their training here. And that's kind of in the, like, it's in the fine print and also um, post-production services. Ooh. Wow. That's going to be really interesting and that's going to be a game changer. Um, in addition to, um, they are going to provide training for below the line positions for underrepresented communities, like the black community, the native community, the Hispanic community. We're really going to sit down with them and craft something that's pretty extraordinary. So I would watch that space too. That was New Mexico cabinet secretary, Alicia J. Keys. Are you convinced? Are you thinking about moving to the land of enchantment? I have to tell you, my wife and I have fantasized throughout the pandemic about getting an RV and driving somewhere, and the place we talk about driving the most is New Mexico. Take that however you like. If you've enjoyed this episode, we'd love for you to give us five stars, write something nice. Anything you can do is very much appreciated. Obviously, you can find the entire list of the best places to live and work as a movie maker at moviemaker.com or in our new issue. Uh, don't worry, if you're thinking about other places you might like to live, we'll be talking to some other cities and towns in upcoming episodes of the Movie Maker podcast. So, you have options. It's a big world out there, and we want to present as many as we possibly can. Thank you so much for listening. See you soon. Take care of yourself.